Welcome to the latest Books and Culture podcast with Books and Culture's editor, John Wilson. As always, I'm Stan Guthrie, and John, we're going to be looking at an author, one of your favorites, I believe, Michael Connolly. He's got a new book out, The Burning Room. Michael Connolly, yes, Stan. This is one of his Harry Bosch books. Mm -hmm. He also has another series featuring a lawyer, Mickey Howler, Mm -hmm. and every once in a while because Mickey Haller and Harry Bosch turn out to be related, even though they weren't aware of each other's existence for most of their lives. They cross paths in a book every once in a while. But this is one of his Harry Bosch books. It's one of the best. You and I have talked a number of times about the dynamics of a series and how some writers get into a bit of a rut and others manage to keep it fresh. But I think no matter what, there will be some books that seem to stand out, even though they have elements that you would find in pretty much all of the others, and then others maybe not so much. But this one is, to my mind, and I think many readers will agree, one of the strongest in this long-running series. For those who haven't heard of Harry Bosch before, give us a little biography. A troubled youth, service in Vietnam, where he was a tunnel rat, and then decades as a homicide detective for the LAPD, someone who's constantly butting heads with authority, but because he has such a terrific record, he's managed to stick around. (laughs) Yeah. And this book includes all those elements. But one of the things that's particularly interesting about this new novel in the series is that, yet again, Harry has a new partner, and he's had several in the last few outings, including one who was killed in a mm-hmm. shootout. His new partner is a young woman still in her 20s named Lucy Soto. She has come to the public eye because she was involved herself in a shootout with her partner who was killed, and she herself killed two of the thugs. Of course, that got spectacular attention, and she was promoted above a lot of longer-serving detectives to the unit that Harry has worked on for a while, which is the Open and Unsolved Cases Unit. And Connolly worked a long, long time ago as a reporter in Los Angeles and did the crime beat for a while and became connected with some of the police force, even though there tends to be a lot of antagonism between the police and the press. And one of the things that's reliable about his books is that he likes to get all the factual background right. And sometimes it's even a little clunkily right, you know, spelling things (laughs) out. But it's satisfying because there are other books where you just have a sense that, yeah, this guy's read a lot of crime novels, which I have also, but this guy or this woman they're kind of winging it. They've watched CSI and they've read a lot of books and so they know the procedure. But in the case of Connolly, you know that all the details are right. And of course, it's a novel. That's not the point of it, you might say. you know what? And a lot of the golden age mysteries that are a lot of fun to read include all kinds of things that wouldn't pass <laughs> strict muster if you were <laughs> judging that way. Yeah. But every writer is a very individual mixture of ingredients. You can't just say, well, he's this or he's that. You and I have talked before about 
Michael Connelly, as you said at the outset. And I've mentioned that part of the reason that I like him as a writer is his moral compass. And that might make him sound kind of boring, you know? I mean, is that really why you read? It's very fashionable in contemporary crime fiction to acknowledge the complexity of good and evil. It's, if anything, a cliché. And Connolly certainly portrays a world that is morally complex. Very often, responsibility for some particular unsavory event turns out to be traceable to people in high places, and those people in high places don't necessarily suffer the consequences, you know, right. even though the sign is pointing right at them. Harry Bosch himself, in the fashion of many contemporary protagonists in crime fiction, is very much a divided man. And yet at the same time, as he's navigating this world of moral complexity, which is, you know, for all its stylized element, it's just the world you and I live in. He does so with a strong, steady moral compass. And, and that's part of what I admire about him. That's evident in this book, too. But as I said, the interplay between Harry and his new partner, in whom he discovers someone who shares some of the same passion for justice that drives him. He comes to see her as a kindred spirit. That's really a wonderful element. And I hope she sticks around. Of course, <laughs> Harry himself is about a year away from mandatory retirement. He's already had his retirement deferred, and he also is always getting in trouble. Some people would love to get him out before his retirement because if something happened that he was forced to leave before then, then he wouldn't be due this extra pension. Who knows what's ahead? But this book is one of those books that once you start, you don't want to put down. Well, I see it's loaded with your post-it notes <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. other things. Is this a good place to start on the series? I think it's a great place to start, yeah, because if you really like it, you can read earlier books. Of course, you know what I would say, go back to the very first one and read them all, but not everyone is that fanatical. But, but in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great place to start.